Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Good evening, Coach. Good evening. You could have celebrated with lots of Slim Chickens last night after watching Arkansas <laughs> beat Kentucky, couldn't you? Oh, man. That was, that was, that was a beatdown. A very good, deserving beatdown. <laughs> the biggest beatdown of Kentucky by Arkansas since the first time they went to Rupp when you coached the Razorbacks. Uh, were there similarities in the game you coached there and, the, and what happened last night? Well, you know, every game has its own merits and its own style, but I witnessed it last night probably the best defense I've seen in probably in the last 10 years, play it there. And wow. the same thing, uh, Musk has got him. They're playing 40 minutes. In other words, there's no plays taken off. They're just they're playing extremely well with the um, defensive end. And they are able to knock down shots, make free throws, and, of course, just make it just miserable for their opponents. So, again, it didn't. It didn't surprise me that they would win the ball game, but I didn't know that they would control it so much and so long. You think about the way the second half started, and, and that's where it might be reminiscent of some of your teams. We haven't seen Arkansas make a lot of steals and dunks at the other end since maybe December. How big were those two plays that Anthony Black made early in the second half? Well, yeah, he's an incredible athlete. Way I, what, what he does is not uh, watching some of most of his games. Uh, it doesn't surprise me what he can come up with and how he can get it done. The the part that you you, you wonder is that he's, you know there's there's people that are tricky, I call them, and there's people that have a tremendous imagination. So this young man's got a great imagination of how the game should be played, and and for him to have the kind of what I would call hops, which is jump so well, that, you know, it's, that, that makes him, uh, instead of being 6'7", to make him 7'2". He's, he's, he's just an incredible type of basketball. They're hard to match up with. Very hard. Very difficult. You know, I said earlier in the program, they only got him for one year probably. Can you go find another one like him? There, there aren't many like him, are there? <laughs> I tell you what, everybody's looking for one right now. So, uh, you know, he, he he can set the bar so high from a standpoint of, uh, you know, a true point guard in a small forward body and a point guard mentality. I mean, you know, it's you put all the things uh, together and you look in the dictionary and that's who you see, black. <laughs> that's that's what he ought to be looked like. Uh, uh, and that's unique. He's a very unique player. If we were going back to visiting with you in, say, early to mid-January, and we told you that by this time of the year, the two Mitchell twins would be becoming major forces on this team, would you have believed it? Huh. You, you know, not seeing them play at all and, and 
No, I, I have, it's just amazing what I've seen, how I've seen them grow during each ball game and each time they participate. I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, we're talking about some of the key top players, and they're really big-time key players in the program with uh, the way things have been going. Sometimes it's a blessing in disguise when someone is hurt so you get to see that mm-hmm. person. And and that's what has happened. you got some men who go down, and you got guys that came on the floor go up. And, well, you can't beat that. I mean, those two young men have, have really uh, made the Razorbacks a, a contender for a national championship. That said, they're, you're right. They're playing because some guys are absent, or maybe uh, Mikhail's not, but Mikai is, and they've certainly emerged. Today's news is that Nick Smith Jr. is back at practice, could play as early as Saturday. We're not sure if he does, you know, 12 to 14 minutes. But with the Mitchells being as strong as they are, because somebody was hurt, can somebody that's been hurt come back and be the factor that he was before he was hurt. You know, the only the only concerning factor, and, and of course, I, I I think that is the chemistry of the team yeah. uh, playing the way they play. But what makes it very sometimes pretty easy to, to you got a guy like that Smith kid, and he can he just got so much natural talent. Uh, I'm sure he can, can change the chemistry, but change it to the best, not change it to the, uh, the part that they're not executing as well. And because he can play defense. You know, if, if he was a guy that just scored, I think that would be a big change because those the players, they, they play such tremendous defense. And, and I'm always been on the defensive side of the ball making my defense become part of my offense. Well, it's quite obvious. A lot of their offense is how well they play defense and block shots mm-hmm. and uh, get up and down the floor at times. Uh, Mitchell kid, uh, Smith kid, could change some things if he has to be a like a true point guard. That He's got to have a ball. The Black's got to have a ball. So now you need two balls to play with. But they don't. They, they. I think they they can complement each other uh, with counsel in there. So, I mean, he's got a great, beautiful problem. Uh, that, that's the best problem to have to have some talent that you know is good enough to play anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, Arkansas was zero and five on the road before they went to South Carolina, the worst team in the league. And they barely hung on to win, but can just one road win give you the confidence to play like they did on the road at Kentucky? Yeah, any any win on the road, any win on the road is the greatest feeling of all time. You know, a guy can hit a three hundred yard drive. If you think that's great, uh, he gets on the road and have a win on the road. That's 10 times better than that 300-yard drive that you felt so good about. So a win on the road, whether it's one point, 10 points, or 100 points, a win is a win. And that's the name of the game. And that's, you can if you can take that with you, and, and apparently they're beginning to take that with them. 
you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough for them to lose ball games because they they've proven a point. They can win by close figures or high up figures or whatever, but the name of the game is win, and that's what they have been able to do and and get better at it. Let's talk with uh, Robbie. Robbie's been holding for a moment. Robbie, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for the coach? Well, of course, I have a comment for my favorite guy in the world. <laughs> All right. His favorite camper. His favorite camper. Oh, my. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I got two questions for you, though. Uh, first of all, my first question is, and I'm going to hang up after this and let y'all talk, but have you been keeping – I've been keeping up a lot with uh, – uh, Mike Anderson, you know, because I love Mike Anderson. He was just an inspiration to me when I did come to your camp. Um, and I love the guy with all my heart. He's just a great guy. But I've been keeping up with him. I actually caught some of his games this year on Fox South 1, I think it is. Right. And, and uh, a lot of them has been kind of inconsistent. What do you look as far as him and his future there and what his plan is maybe to talk to him? Also, the other one was about Todd Day and what great job he's doing with, uh, I think it's uh, wherever he is. They were talking about him last night on the Belander news. I was, Smith. Yes, I was, I, was really, I was really shocked at how well he's doing. And I, I wanted to know if you have any conflict with him and maybe giving him some pointers and things that he needs to do or whatever. And I love you guys. and Have a great one, my man. Okay, thank you. You want to start with saying thank you, Robbie? Thank you very much, Robbie. Uh, you know, Todd, Todd doesn't surprise me. You know, his dad was a coach, and he grew up in a coach's house. Grew up to, uh, and, and so it doesn't surprise me because of the, uh, the awareness and the talent that he has. He, he, he had a high Q, basketball IQ, that was very, very high. So it doesn't really surprise me that he would not do very well. Uh, Mike, I've watched uh, his piece plays, as you say, on on the on the on the tube, and they're they're inconsistent. There's times that they look pretty good. There's times that they they're they're not so good. Uh, I think he has the same problems of injuries to keep players at the wrong time going on the road. They're in a conference also that every night there is, is there is no stop deliver. You got to play. You got to come to play because uh, of the Big East, and 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 when you have that kind of a uh, a team that's inconsistent at this point, you you're going to have some losses that you, you it's going to hurt you very uh, quite a bit. And so, for the future, that's something I, I have no clue what 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 is in store. Or what's not in store? I mean, it's, I don't know if it's about uh, not being able to win enough games or getting to the NCAA tournament. I, I know he signed a, a contract for five or five or so years left on it, or four years left on it. So uh, the key, as far as I would be concerned, is just you know you bow your neck, go back to work, and do the things that has gotten you where you are today, and so. He's one of the few coaches if that has never had a losing season in all of his twenty twenty one or twenty two years as a head coach. That's that's pretty impressive. 
wonder how it is for recruiting. I'll just share with you. I don't know what you're, if you watch ESPN much, uh, if you watch Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I like Stephen A. Smith. He, he, his personality is the total opposite of mine. I fully understand that, but I really like listening to him. But I'm reading his book right now, and he grew up in New York City. And okay. it seems like the best talent was the guys that were just playing on the playground, and some of them never got a chance to play because of the they never could make the grades to get there. How right. is it for Mike recruiting the New York City area? Is there enough talent for him there to win with? There's certainly the population, but is there enough talent that's academically strong enough to get him to St. John's? Well, you know, if, if you if you plan on recruiting out of just New York, you know, what makes New York and then St. John's or anything very uh, a, a good recruiting area? Because it's just not New York that you have to recruit out of. You, you can cross the street, you might be in Connecticut. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, or New Jersey, you right. You go across yeah. another street, and, well, we got to fly 20, 20, 40, 20,000 miles to get to a big city at times to recruit with and they can walk and do more a lot of more recruiting in that area you know jersey or right across the bay i mean there's just there's more you know he could you can talk about the playgrounds of new york you know they got the playgrounds of almost any area in the country that guys don't go to school and you still people are still recruiting and so uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I can't buy it simply because there are players, there are kids that can qualify that live, that not necessarily in New York, but they're on the East Coast. Mm. Very good. And you, you don't have to go that far to find them. you way out in, in a stick or somewhere and you, you know, you, you, the great thing that has happened over the years is that, you know, you have scouting services that now, key guys and gives you an opportunity to say, okay, here's the top 100, here's the top 200. When I was coaching start off, I I never had no scouting report like that. Somebody might call and say, there's a kid here, you got to go see him. I mean, then, uh, <laughs> you know, you got in your car and you drove and drove and drove and drove to try to find that, that person. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, they got him listed at 6'5", and you walk in the gym, he's 5'11". <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, it, it, it's a it's a big difference. It's a different world out here today. They didn't tell you Kareem Reed was 6'5", I hope. Uh, how did you find him in the New York City area, and what induced him to come all the way to Arkansas? Well, you know, I did we did when I was a junior college coach. I, we got some guys out of New York, and then when the, the minors who won the national championship, half of that team, they started players were from New York. And so we all became friends, and when they went back home, they, like, called me up and said, hey, you know, there's a guy at Queens, there's a guy over at Brooklyn. And that's how we found out about Kareem, you know. Uh, one, of, one of the guys that I played college ball with lived in that area. So they got a little guard up there that's pretty nice, Coach, and the way you play and the way he can do things, I think, I think it'll be a, a good fit for him. And he needs to get out of the city so he can have a chance. And, and so you... You get that that kind of conversation. The next thing you know, you you're up there trying to see what he plays like. And of course, Coach Anderson was part of getting him recruited this way. And that's how basically I, I did most of my recruiting was from 
guys who I had played with or played for me or did something that, something that, that gave me an opportunity to have a, an insight on how good this guy is because, you know, you, you've got players from him. And you, when you're in college, your coach got players from the other ones that, that, uh, that, that helped uh, bring in the top players or the top comic players. Not every player could play for me. And, and and that they knew that. That's when they called and told me about a player. They know that if, if you ain't willing to, to, to sacrifice your work, the work ethic, you don't need to come here because I, I would tell them in a minute, the worst coach in America is me with not having patience. So if I had to play for me, I wouldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how it felt. You can't, you know, and so uh, you have to put up with me. You got to put up with work, and that's that's what it, that's what it's going to take. So I, I was fortunate to get some very good players that came to work every day. They weren't like I said, they weren't McDonald All Americans. I didn't have a, a whole pot full of those, but I had some kids that listened and wanted to that wanted to win, and and that's that's what it takes. And they liked Burger King. Let's talk to uh, Jake. You Jake, good afternoon. Right. You got a question or comment for Coach Richardson. Hey, good evening, Randy. Good evening, uh, Rick. How are you guys doing? Super. Man, doing great. Thank you. Okay. That's good to hear. I, uh, I apologize if it's background noise. I'm driving through a severe thunderstorm mm. up here near Corning, Arkansas wow. at the moment. Uh I, uh, I drive a big rig now. I'm retired military police. I want to talk to Coach uh, for a minute and just let him know how he inspired me as a person growing up. So I graduated high school in 1996. So I grew up watching uh, Coach Richardson, and um, I remember working the night or the evening shift at the grocery store where my first job was. Uh, when the national championship was on, and I didn't get to watch it, but they played it over the PA system in the store, and I got to hear it. And I remember jumping and hollering and calling the hogs in the in the aisle when we won, and everybody was looking at me like I was stupid, and I was so happy. But, but coach, I wanted to tell you that, like, I I, I think it's it, it, it's a very uncommon thing that, and Rick has spoke to this so many times about your character and about um, just how good of a person you are and how you can you can find uh, the smallest, just little bit of, of talent in somebody and bring it out of them and magnify it and make that person greater. And I feel like, in a way, you did that for me. I was, look, I was 5'10", 140 pounds coming out of high school. I played football and baseball, but... You know, I mean, I wasn't great at either. I was very fast. That was it. But um, I ended up joining the military. I deployed eight times to the Middle East, four Good times gracious. as a squad leader. And wow. there were several times that I quoted some of the speeches that you gave to your guys, to my guys. And wow. I, 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 I really feel like you might, like, you made me believe in myself in a way that, um, you know, 
few others can, as far as from a celebrity status, I guess you could say. And I just wanted to thank you for that. And um, I'm a truck driver now. I call in every once in a while, you know, and talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. I'll get off of the blow of my horn like I always do. So here you go. And, Coach, I'd like to hear your words on that. And uh, thank you so much for, for everything you you've given to me in my life and here you go guys thank you thank you very much wow. thank you jake travel safely out there my friend now, yes Coach, indeed that's pretty amazing he inspired his soldiers with things that you said to the basketball team. i i hear the music but that is boy that's pretty powerful that's that's very strong and then what can you say Hey, Coach, hang on. we got to hit a break. Hang on, buddy. Okay. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater along with the coach, Nolan Richardson. Thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Drive Time Sports will continue. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Coach, I don't know if you want to add anything other than what was being said a few moments ago by Jake about, uh, gosh, eight tours of duty. That's amazing Hmm. into itself. Yeah. And uh, that, that's that's incredible. You know, it's it's it's, it's you know, I, I I actually believe in if it is to be, it's up to me. And, and I preach that to our kids when I was, I mean, as a, as a high school coach, a junior college coach. And you can be I mean, no one can make you what you think you can make yourself. And and I, I when you hear that, you know, that that. That some of that some of the kids paid close attention and was listening and just not hearing me talk or speak and trying to improve each one of their lives. I think that was really important to me. That's why a, a legacy to me is if I should go to the kingdom of that good, great place called heaven. And I don't think he's going to ask me how many games I won, but I, I think I might be asked. How many lives did I touch? And and, and I, I want to be able to say I think I touched quite a few. I think that's very safe. I to think you'll be able to say that. That's yep. right. Very yep. safe to say that. All right, let's check in with uh, Ronnie. Ronnie, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Coach Richardson? Yes, sir. I'll make it quick, but I'm, I'm going to take uh, Miss Richardson way back. So way back, and. First of all, I want to say I love your show, and uh, I, I can't wait to hear uh, Miss Richardson. Um, think, back, think way back. When did you know when your team was special, that 94 team? When did you know, and it, you may not have known until later, but when did you know that you had a chance to win it? That's my question. I'll hang up and listen. It's good to have the question. Thank you. Thank you, Ronnie. Appreciate you. You know, this I like. I'm gonna tell you this, Ronnie. That I always was a person that didn't think in within the box. In other words, I have never been basically married to an assistant. Everybody says I am, but 
Mm-hmm. I, I was never married to a system, so I didn't have the schedule of we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and when it gets to this point, I know that we're going to get there. That, that wasn't me at all, because the day one of practice was preparing me for whatever it might be, whatever came after that. And I took just one game or one day or one week or one at a time. I never dreamed that we would end up when growing, growing through my coaching because I thought every year that I was a coach, I should have won a national championship because I, I, I competed. But I didn't have a, well, we're going to win district or we're going to win this with many games. I didn't, I never had that kind of a thought. All I was thinking of, how can I win the next game? And if, if it kept coming, it came. If it didn't, it didn't. Uh, you know, we talk about the national championship, but, I mean, I won the national championship and went undefeated in junior college. And that's like 37-0. and zero. Uh, You think I knew when we were going to – I felt somebody going to beat us. But it never happened. But I didn't plan on it happening either. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if I can answer you correctly by saying this moment when we did this is the reason that we were able to win. You have to have a certain amount of luck to win national championships. Things that some once in a while something got to bounce the right way. In that game, the shot that Scotty shot, that was the shot that gave us an opportunity to be national champions. That could have happened with any of the other players, too. Uh, nothing was planned to draw up to throw it to Scotty. I mean, the open man was Dwight Stewart, but he bobbled the ball. And his presence of mind, he got Scotty was open in the corner there. And he flipped it to him, and he does what he does best. If you had missed the shot, we still had. The time enough to get the ball back at a tie ball game. I, like I said, I, I never. When it was over, then I then I knew we had won. <laughs> Other than that, we had to continue to play until that that moment of the game. The fat lady was singing. She was humming high, humming loud. We had to start singing. <laughs> when she started singing, I knew we were national champions. Well, you know, because even after that, hey, Duke get, did they had another possession, but uh, they didn't score. And then, of course, Arkansas McDaniel stole the ball and missed a layup at the buzzer. Could have been a four-point win, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Only teasing. I, I, I think he's been forgiven. <laughs> yeah, I think he's been forgiven for that. <laughs> I'm not sure they'd have counted the points anyway. At that point, I think the game might have been over. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I answered his question, but that's, no. No, that's day did. one practice. But that's, don't what you, I, that's what we all go for, winning it all. You, I'm thinking about after Arkansas lost to North Carolina in the uh, at the Sweet 16 in 1993. 16. Now, North Carolina went on and won the national championship, but I can right. remember guys like Corliss and Scotty who were freshmen, Beck and right. Stewart, they thought they should have won that game. And North right. Carolina was number one and won the national championship. 
Uh, did you know then that you had a team that thought they should be able to beat anybody? Well, you, you know, the thing that they we, we talked about, basically, I had no size. You know, right. Corliss was our big guy. Yeah, that's right. And, of course, Dwight, yeah, but I uh, didn't have didn't have the size. That's why I was able to go out and get Lee Wilson and Donnell Robinson, two six eleven. Mm. They say they're seven footers, but they weren't that quite that tall. But that's what they had on their credentials. But we had to get some size a little bit to go along with what we had, and and it and it was based on making our basketball team better. You know, and and not that I, I intentionally did that so we can win the national championship. I wanted a good basketball team, and so you you put good players together, you'll have a good basketball team. And where you go, that's up to what happens. So, uh, uh, I never, you know, again, I, I never thought of the fact that that I wasn't going to win a national championship when, you know, that, that team did very, very well with, with a Sweet 16 number with the kind of youth we had on our team. Uh, but I, I wasn't looking the next year and say, hey, we're going to win the national championship next year. I was looking, we're, we're going to be better than we were this past year. That's that's the name of the game. I want to wake up and be a better person tomorrow than I was today. I want to be better than I was today. I want to be better than I was today. And, 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 and of course, if you, you have that type of attitude and you, you work at it, and you can be better, and you got a chance to be a champion. Was there, and you kind of touched on this earlier, Coach, you, you said one game at a time. Um, I forget all that you said in that little moment, but i got to believe any time that you're playing in a conference involving Kentucky, that has got to be a game that you circle. I mean, that that is a game yes. right. that gives you such credibility. If you win it, uh, certainly it, it enhances your standing in the in the conference. But more importantly, I mean, that's 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 Kentucky. They're like Alabama that runs around with this big old bullseye on its right. back. Uh, did you ever privately, coach? Did you ever circle games like Kentucky and? You're thinking, I'm not going to tell the guys. I don't want them to think that this is the only game I'm concerned about. But did you ever circle opponents and say, hmm, I'm going to make never. sure we're, we're ready for this game? No, I never, I never circled any of the teams. Because if you if you look, like I said, I think out of the box. If we had 25 games, I had 25 circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's why I, mean, I circled every game. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, like I said, I wouldn't play for me. <laughs> the See, the Coach, expectations. Rick, Rick, Rick could have played well for you because I can't ever get him to look past the next game. I'm always wanting to look on down the schedule. No. And he's always, no, no, only game we can talk about, in this case, uh, Mississippi State. That's coming up on Saturday. We can't talk Maybe about any other game. That's the only way I could have played for Coach. I was slow, terrible, not talented, and if you'd have shown me Cleveland Hill, I'd have said, I'm sorry, Coach. He's been a superstar for me then. If he got all those characteristics, he's been a superstar on my team. No, no much easier to talk about it than do it, believe me. Much easier. Yeah, no, I know a lot of, you know, 
Now, there's no question. When that game came, which is the Kentucky, let's face it, you know, Kentucky was basketball. Kentucky yeah. and Indiana was, was growing up. Those, those were the two states that, that really, right. really, you know, really loved the game of basketball. And we had a couple of guys on, on my college team that came from Indiana. They, they, brought, they used to brag about it because they could both shoot. I said, why do y'all shoot so well? He said, that's what we do. And, and, and so I, I, I was thinking, man, we need to get some players from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> well, need some of them shooters. I, I take the rust and rifle about any day of the week, though, Coach. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that young man can and make clutch shot after clutch shot. All right, Coach, hang on. we got one more segment with you. Coach Nolan Richardson, thanks again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. Drive Time Sports will continue. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. And with that... Got a caller, but uh, I guess it's not quite ready yet to join us, so we will move forward. There was a question on here, Coach. Uh, let's see, Coach, 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 where is that one for Coach? Um, oh, there it is. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Um, Hoops Coach says. Uh, well, you asked this question for Coach Richardson to ask him during his segment this evening. Here's the question. With all the complaint about basketball officiating, is it time to implement the 24-second clock into college basketball? What are the pros, cons, benefits, etc.? Thank you, sir, and have a wonderful evening. Okay. 24-second clock instead of a 30-second clock. What do you think, Coach? Yeah. Uh, they probably, in my case, probably need about a 10-second clock. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, I, I think the seconds, I mean, I don't know how much a part it plays in, in fouling, uh, committing fouls. But, you know, 24 seconds, I would uh, probably more or less agree to. Uh, I remember when we started the clock deal, it was 45-second clock. It's just like taking a uh, – to me, it was like take, we shoot once a week. When you go <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I think the clock speeds up the game, and speeding up the game creates a, 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 an exciting-type basketball. And so I'm glad at least they got to 30. But I, I can foresee that it'll go to 24 before I may not be around when it all happens. But if, if with the speed and the quickness of all these kids, they're jumping out of the gym, and every, everybody five feet four can dunk now, uh, the clock will, I think the clock will change. I think if I were guessing, watching Arkansas play, even though they usually are fairly fast, we still see two to three shot clock violations per game. Uh, there are teams that have learned to use, use the 30-second clock, but 
with 24, do you think we would see even more shot clock violations? Uh, well, I, I think it, it's with anything, Rick. I think you adjust. To the, you know, I think in the beginning, yeah. But I mm-hmm. think as, as the games go on, they will adjust to the clock is kind of a built-in mechanism in your head. You start playing. You, you, you know the clock, the, the the timing on the clock, and you don't have time to run all the circle type offenses and, and uh, pass the ball around and around and around and take the same same identical shot you you could have taken on the second or the third pass. You, you they will be taking those shots now, and so it it, it, it could to me speed it up and at the same time you probably won't have as many uh, violations hmm. because of the speed of the game. Everybody got to play a lot faster. Everybody. Yep. Well, that's true. Anybody that wasn't playing fast would have to, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's that. You know, you, you pressing ain't, ain't, a lot of time we press so we can speed up the game. Speed up the game, which gives opportunity to the team that plays in a, in a, to me, what I would call an, an uncontrolled chaos. But in, in our case, we want to have a chaos, but controlled. 24 seconds would help help a team like myself, Steve, because we want it to be fast. That plays into our hands, sure. as opposed to uh, a team come down and they can pass it around and pass it around and wait to the last second to, to, to launch a shot. <laughs> this time, you know, they ain't going to have that much time because it's 10 seconds to get across one set of lines. If you got it across, you know, what you got? 14 seconds and probably 12 seconds to get a shot off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so last week, Tennessee beat Auburn 46-43. to 43. You think a 24-second yeah. clock would have helped that game? No. <laughs> I, you know that's kind of unheard of, but but uh, I don't know what they they couldn't they couldn't throw it in the ocean. Even Auburn team, couldn't. Uh-uh. Auburn could uh-huh. not hit a shot. They they went twenty minutes of clock time. Not not. Uh, I mean, some of it was the first half, some of it was the second half, and made one basket. Now they made some free throws, but one field goal in twenty minutes. Can you imagine that? I didn't know that, but that's 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 a long period without scoring. That's a, yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, let, let's talk with uh, David. David's been okay. holding. David, good. good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Coach Richardson? Yeah, I was going to ask you guys. Uh, people before this last game were talking about whether it was a rivalry with Kentucky and the Kentucky fans with the Arkansas game and. I think it kind of became a rivalry for them when Big O did his pirouette at the free throw line up there. <laughs> uh, don't you guys think? They didn't like that very much, and I bet the ones that were alive then still don't like it. Possibly. Yeah, Big O, Big O was quite a, a clown. <laughs> uh, he'd been thinking of Big O. Did he ever lose to Sha- Shaquille? No. I didn't no. think he ever lost to it. No. Only played him twice, but didn't lose, no. No, It seemed like he frustrated him the whole ball game so he couldn't 
get his game. He talked. I think he had some verbal conversations with Jack almost <laughs> all the time. There. And he was pulling on his uniform, his shorts, and stuff. And um, uh, you know, Shaquille never could hit anything. He was too uh, busy mouthing back at old, uh, Big O. Yeah, yeah, Big O. Big O was uh, like I said. He he was a very intelligent player. Uh, he had a great IQ for the game, and uh, he was. I don't watch. think I'll ever see another took guy up a lot of throw, space. throw that pass. And I had a real quick question. I'm gonna get off here. I heard an announcer one time asking about your one one three, and um, you said something to him about, well, after one pass, a two three turns into a one one three anyway, or something along that line. I was gonna ask you about that. I think I think uh, one of the other zones turns into a one, one three, three one or yeah, one three. I'm you, sorry, you, one three one. You, you can start. You can start at a two two one. You know, two two up front, two to the half, and one all the way back. But on the first pass, the point man will take the first pass, and the offside guy will will come to the middle, and the other guy will come up. So you've been you're in a one three one. It's kind of in disguise as a two-two-one, but eventually it's a one-three-one, and then when you get down on the other end, it's one-three-one all the way. If that's what we call, if it, you know, you can call a one-three-one. You can also uh, fist close, meaning after the first pass, you're out of the one-three-one. You're in a man-to-man. So that's why you could say that we 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 were not what you call a press. Press, press, press team. The more pressing was when I had the little guy. The big guys, they did more. They did matchup, zone, uh, uh, man-to-man. I mean, they did kind of uh, variety because I had a, a, a pretty good-sized team. And all all five guys were pretty good scorers. So it wasn't like we had to wait just for Scotty to make shots. You know, Al could come off the bench and shoot it 900 feet away. <laughs> so you yeah. had something that, that, that was a little bit different. You, you know, I thought they were hard for them. The teams were hard to match match up with. Well, when you were talking about other people could have hit the shot, I was kind of disappointed when Stewart dropped it and didn't shoot because I knew he had <laughs> You're the only one that I think so. Well, take the way it worked. <laughs> Thank you, David. Coach, as always, a pleasure. We look forward to talking with you next week. Coach I appreciate Rich. that. Once again, be brought to you by Slim Chickens for Rich Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, Buzz Animal Cruelty. Stay new to your pet for the Buzz Radio Network. So long.